and the best ships are friendships. This is the Scum and Sneak Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. Sneak, what is up? Oh man, another good day, another good week ahead. We just had Friendsgiving, and I don't know if I remember, were there any Dynasty trades this past weekend? There were not, not during the weekend. We had some beforehand. Oh, that's right. I traded for Amari Cooper, uh, sent T a couple firsts, and some nice. young some young project guys. Got Amari back, got Mark Ingram, which was really helpful for me. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, not the biggest trade we've ever seen in the league, but decent one. And then Chase traded for James Conner from Jim for, like I think, a couple seconds and a third, something like that. Yeah, and both those trades really – for you and Tyler work out really well. Tyler gets some picks to build for the future. You get that receiver to hopefully help you make a push. And then last week, unfortunately, even though the Connor trade worked pretty well, I mean, Gooch got 17 from him, but he just went up against the high score. So uh, some fun trades. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately we didn't get any, uh, anything going on for Friendsgiving like usual, but that's how it goes. Yeah. Sometimes we just kind of, you know, we actually enjoy real life, not just <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, we just like let it go, put put the fantasy down for the night. I mean, I don't know why we did, but sometimes it happens. Yeah. Let's put the fantasy down for another minute and get into our nonsense minute before we really jump into the whole shebang. I got a kind of nostalgic one, Sneak. Who's, I guess we're not putting away fantasy, actually. Who is the most obscure player you're thankful for on a past fantasy team? Oh, man. I'll tell you mine while you think about it. All right. And we'll, we'll all remember this kind of random blow up here. But um, it's Julius Thomas. Oh, yeah. When he was a tight end on the Broncos. And I remember drafting him, I think, last round in one of my leagues, just a flyer because, you know, waiting on tight end, that's my normal thing. But then he blows up with Peyton Manning. Uh, I think I won a league that year. Maybe not, right? I just did really well. And all because of Julius Thomas, just that late round flyer, you know, got a little bit of hype in preseason, but mostly just off the back of Peyton Manning and that crazy Broncos offense that year. Oh, dude, that is such a good callback. Oh, man, let me see. This is going to be tough. I don't want to take up too much of our time for me just trying to think. I'm going to just throw out there. I, what about that Peyton Hillis year? Ooh, man, I was I, – I don't think I had any shares with Peyton Hillis, but I remember that being just like absolutely crazy. He was just getting all the work, just bulldozing people, and then disappeared. Yeah, like breaking off long runs, scoring touchdowns. You probably won your league if you grabbed him off waivers him super late. So, yeah, that's All right. Julius Thomas and Peyton Hillis, thank you for being obscure and helping out some fantasy teams for, for one year and one year only. That is a fun question. We should try to figure some more of those guys out and throw those in every now and then. That's a fun callback. For sure. And if you guys are listening and have some random players that you're thankful for, let us know. It's, it's Thanksgiving season. We want to hear – about that from you all right well let's let's move into it we've got a lot to do today 
short on time. But as always, we're going to update the league on the most recent Scum and Sneak power rankings. So as always, we'll start from bottom to top. Number 12, Big T, just really setting up for the future. Number 11, Jimbo after a tough loss. Number 10, Big Sneak making moves, winning games, putting up big scores. Number nine, even though he had second highest points last week, is Dooch. Number eight on a heater is Brendan. Number seven, Fallen, 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 Fallen is Doug. Number six, I think just staying where he is, Hesse. And number five, a big mover, Matt. And then our top four that's shuffled a little bit but stays pretty consistent. Wade at four, Eric at three, Ben at two, and Scum at number one. Still. Woo-wee. Yes, sir. Scum at the top, T at the bottom. Like you said, Sneak, myself, making a little move up to 10, putting up 120 this last week. But I don't think that's going to be an every week occurrence from here on out. Uh, You've got a top five quarterback and a top five tight end. That's uh, that's enough most weeks. I know. And, and as I, I'm building for the future as well, loading up picks going to get, uh, you know, I'm kind of in that mode right now. I'm kind of watching what my team is capable of with what I currently have. And, you know, if I have that kind of a week and then I'm missing out on, you know, a top tier receiver, a running back or two, you know, I'm right there in the thick of things. So it doesn't take much to rebuild the team and to try to find those pieces. Uh, and then, like you said, like I said last week, I think Wade is going to be a faller out of the playoffs. He's down to four. Uh, and then Doug was making his fall as well. But I kind of like where we're sitting here with the one through six current playoff teams. Yeah, we got Brendan and Gooch probably out of that. That will probably look to make that run. Uh, but the bottom and the top three, I think, are, are fairly set. I think Wade falls. I think Doug continues to fall, and that will make room for Brendan and Gooch as long as they don't mess around and, and lose anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I was high on Doug. I was, you know, still supporting him even after losing Henry, but he's had some quarterback injury issues, some wide receiver injuries. So it's just looks like it's kind of falling apart. The wax wings are melting. Doug, Doug flew too close to the sun. Yeah, unfortunately for Gooch, just last week played against you, and he would have beat anybody else. So, uh, kind of looking at the sleeper projection or sleeper, which is a little bit close, kind of close to us, a little bit different. Like I said, I, I think it's going to come down to Gooch and Wade falling, and and Brendan or or Wade and Doug falling, Gooch and Brendan with the move up. But that's how it goes. And yeah, like you said, Doug's team. And then I don't, I mean, not to get too far, but in his, he's got Henry out. And then this week he's got Henderson on by. So. Doug, if you're listening, which you're not make some moves, go find something, try to try to stay alive here, bud. He had plenty of opportunities to make moves and he just shuns them. So no, he's a, he's an interesting one that Doug. (laughs) Well, we'll definitely see how this shakes out though, because we've got four weeks of the regular season left. It's still really tight. I mean, the the third place team, Eric, is seven and three. Chase is four and six. It's only three games separating them. So, you know, probably I don't think they're gonna flip necessarily those spots, but it's all really tight three through nine. 
Yeah. And lots of important matchups coming up. We will get into some more important matchups after a word from our sponsors. This week's episode of the Scum and Sneak Show is brought to you by, what did I call it? Juge Plus Reading Rainbow. That's right. If you need an audiobook to listen to as you travel for your Thanksgiving holidays, there is no better option than Juge Plus Reading Rainbow. If you want to listen to uh, an action-packed sci-fi thriller like Dune, Juge Plus Reading Rainbow got you. If you want to get things a little steamy and romantic and listen to Fifty Shades of Grey, Juge Plus Reading Rainbow got you. If you have children and you want them to listen to Clifford the Big Red Dog, Juge Plus Reading Rainbow got you. Just sub to Juge Plus and Juge Plus Reading Rainbow and submit your book choice and you'll get dulcet tones right in your ears for any book that you desire. Juge Plus Reading Rainbow, a subdivision of Juge Plus. Clunky, but we're back. Ooh, what an what uh, addition to Juge Plus. I can't wait to submit my, uh, op- my book options. I got to put some research into that one. Do some research. I'll drink some honey lemon tea, get, get everything ready for you. It'll be nice. <laughs> All right, let's, let's hit our matchups. And we'll start with mine. Pretty big implications with this one, record-wise and playoff seating-wise. We've got number one team, Ovaltine Jenkins at eight and two versus our number four team, Team Wade Yealy, Gus TT Showbiz at seven and three. So Wade beats me will be sitting at the same record and things at the top will kind of shuffle again. Or if I win, your prediction kind of comes to fruition and he starts that fall uh, closer to being out of it. Yeah, and that's exactly where I got to stay with this one. Unfortunately, Wade is coming up against you when it appears, though, your team is rounding into form uh, with the Mahomes game from last week. Uh, You got Kamara back this week. It's just too much for Wade. Uh, I like your receiver matchups, Cooper, Kansas City, Godwin, the Giants, Kelsey, Dallas. Like, those are are amazing. That Dallas-Kansas City game should be a fairly big shootout, so – you and Wade will both benefit from that with Tyreek and CD and Mahomes and Cooper. I mean, there's a, that's a, that's big game for both of you, but it's just going to be, he's not going to get any much help out of Freeman Patterson, I think is questionable on that Thursday night game. So it's a little too much firepower on your end. And this is where Wade just continues to make his slide. He's on a two game losing streak and your team just put up 200 points. <laughs> I like that you point out that the Cowboys and the Chiefs are playing this week because that that really is our matchup. All of yeah. our important players are in there. Got to point out our reverse stack, Mahomes to Tyreek Hill, which I think like if you looked at it last week, we both would have been fine out of that. But Tyreek caught two of the touchdowns that Mahomes threw. So if it's he only throws two to Tyreek this coming week, you know, it, it benefits Wade a little more, I think. And I mean, like, I, I do like my chances, mostly because Wade's dealing with some injury stuff. You mentioned Cordero, who's questionable for the Thursday night game. Seems like he's like a true game time, so we'll see how that goes. But Elijah Mitchell, who's been playing pretty well, also has a broken finger. So I think they're going to try him out still, but that one's also up in the air and he might not play. So, you know, we've harped on Wade's running back up before. 
and it really might come to bite them this week. We'll see. Maybe not. Maybe we're both full te- full strength teams, and we go at it. But uh, Wade's got a little more iffiness on his side than I do. Yeah, for sure. Agreed on that. And yeah, I guess if both full full tilt teams, it'll probably be a good matchup. But you're gonna you're gonna pull this one out. You're rounding into form scum just at the right time, I'd say. Let's hope Mahomes back. <laughs> Let's get into another important matchup uh, playoff-wise. High Speed Chase, back to his normal name at four and six, versus Laviska, Lavuska. Januska. At seven and three. So Eric needs a win here just to kind of stay in the hunt for, for a bye. And Chase needs a win to stay in the hunt for the playoffs. I, I feel like it's a must win for him, sitting at four and six. He also needs some things to break his way in the other matchups. But if he loses this one, I think he might be out of it at seven losses yeah couldn't agree with you more this is definitely a must win and that is why it is the upset of the week what scum and sneak upset of the week scum and sneak upset of the week upset of the week yeah yeah of the week yeah 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 gooch beats ernie and he starts his trajectory into that sixth spot ernie might be falling out of that bye gooch wins it's got to happen all the cards are aligning the stars are in his favor everything is coming up aces gooch gets the win ernie goes to seven and four gooch goes to five and six Debo Samuel's playing out of his mind. Kittle's been playing out of his mind since he came back. Looks like he's going to get Saquon back. DeAndre Hopkins is probably going to play this week, which is huge. I don't think he's played since Gooch made the trade. Connor against Seattle after that trade is nice. Carson Wentz has been playing good, even though Buffalo's defense is good. Carson Wentz has been playing good. You expect them to either be behind and have to come back or something. Dalvin Cook against Green Bay, Elliott against Kansas City, Burrow. I don't like this matchup against for him against the Raiders for some reason. It's just striking me as not good. We don't think the Burrow Chase stack is going to be too heavy this one. Honestly, in my when I was looking at this matchup earlier, I'm really looking at this tight end matchup because I know mm-hmm. you're a Pitts guy. I'm sure you got something to say about him, but Pitts and Kittle, Kittle and Pitts, kind of like the old guard against the new, if you will. Uh, I think this might be uh, where this matchup kind of starts to lie uh, because I think, in my opinion at least, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I'm really liking Gucci's receivers up against what currently Ernie has in the lineup, and I'm liking Ernie's running backs uh, over Gucci's running backs. So I think for me, and then the the flexes are kind of evening out, in my opinion, Najee and Barkley, if Barkley gets uh, some good play. So to me, it's the tight ends here, uh, but Gucci gets the win. He's He's put up ma- massive points last week. I expect him to do the same thing. It's going to be a really close one. I don't think it's going to be a, a big margin of victory by any means, but this is an upset, upset of the week. Yeah, I'm there with you on every front, really. Chase definitely has a, a nice little receiver group there. I mean, Debo is just unstoppable and has a great matchup against the Jags. He also, I like that he has A.J. Dillon now without Aaron Jones. You know, they've been... Aaron Jones has been good. Um, both have been kind of good, actually, just splitting time. But now you know, we saw it towards the end of the game last week. A.J. Dillon on his own is just a monster. 
and he gets receiving work too. You know, we don't really think of him or did not think of him as like a pass catching back really because of his build and his college profile. But uh, Aaron Rodgers targets him. I think one of his catches last week too was like a 50 yarder or something. So he's, he's capable of big plays. And I mean, I think he's a great play this week against the Vikings. So Chase's team has got some real upside. Uh, Saquon against the Bucks on Monday night isn't that great, but I would still expect, you know, the rushing, even if it's not there, that he gets seven targets out of the backfield at least. You know, a six reception, whatever the yardage ends up being, floor is fine. So the the, the chance for him to just be like, okay and and not blown out by Najee in that flex matchup is I like his odds there and then yeah I wanted to come back to the tight end matchup like you mentioned George Kittle against Jacksonville should be great too Kittle since he's been back from injury has been you know like the Kittle of old which is good for Chase to see and then Pitts I do love him and I do have things to say about him but that's going to have to wait till later and that's a professional tease, people. So let's move on to our next matchup. Our number six ranked team, Diamond in the Rough, still might change, versus our number 11 team, Jimbo's Roadkill, Skull and Crossbones Emoji. So Hesse's sitting at five and five, kind of precarious for his playoff hopes. And uh, I mean, Jim is not trying to win this game. So I think a, a good a good spot for Jesse this week for his, for his playoff hopes. Yeah, definitely. Jimbo's not trying to win. Uh, he doesn't really have the team for wins. So this one's an easy call. Uh, Hesse gets the win and really decent matchups. His Ravens and his Bucks have good matchups, which is really his whole team. Uh, and Justin Jefferson is fairly matchup proof. So I think, I don't really know what I can say here. I know people, their lineups aren't really set right now. So got some players um, that are in that are on their buys. So Jimbo's team will move up a little bit, but uh, if, if Hesse doesn't win this one, I think it's just a, a huge uh, misstep on his part. And this will, and this could cost him dearly, but I just don't really see how that can happen. I think between Jimbo is in that boat of me and T where we're, we're lucky if we get to that hundred point mark and, so Jimbo's going to get this loss. Uh, I like the Pollard against Kansas City. Uh, and then it looks like Robbie Anderson is going to be a little bit better now with Cam Newton, but it's just not, not definitely not enough and really nothing else to, in my opinion, that this matchup other than Hesse win. <laughs> yeah, Hesse should win and pretty comfortably. But, I mean, there is that wiggle room because he still doesn't have a lot of running back depth. He has David Montgomery back, which is great for him, but – now that I assume Nick Chubb will be back this week, I don't think he has Dearness Johnson as a, you know, bona fide starter. Melvin Gordon's on by. So he's looking for a second running back. That he's going to have to find some kind of stopgap for. And then uh, news just came out that I just saw Lamar Jackson just went home with a uh, illness. He got sent home from practice. They said it's not COVID related, so it won't be protocols, but if he's sick and can't play or is limited, I mean, that, that means a lot for Jesse's team if, if they have a ho-hum game, uh, the Ravens offense, that is, against the Bears. So, you know, if Lamar can't run and his passing is just so-so, that then also trickles down to Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown. And Jesse might be looking in that, like, one 
10 range, which still should be Jim. But again, like you said, there's there's opportunity for like you, Jim, Tyler, to still have spike games and, and catch somebody. So Jesse's got to really make sure he, he sets that lineup correctly. Yeah, agreed. And isn't it funny? Lamar Jackson, I feel like, is always has some kind of illness. Always, COVID always or sick. illness. Also, remember that time he left the game just to go poop? Yeah. Yeah? yeah? Okay. <laughs> but that's an easy matchup to call. Let's go to one that is, I think, probably easy to call too, but is really important. Two, six, and four teams. We've got Matt, whose name right now is team name can be 25 Chars <laughs> versus Doug's team, NBA, greater than NFL. And maybe Doug has just shifted his focus to basketball now because we talked about it during the ranking section. Uh, lots of injuries, not a lot of depth. He's going to be struggling to find someone to play this week. I mean, most likely he moves Fournette to replace uh, Henderson in his running back spot. And then Flex is like a hoping for a Claypool if Claypool plays or maybe goes back to the Friermuth well or Marquez Valdez Scantling. I mean, it's not great for Doug. And then Matt's team, as we've seen lately, has been running, rounding into form. He's on a two-game win streak. Antonio Gibson's back to at least scoring touchdowns at a good rate. Um, Darnell Mooney is Justin Fields' favorite target, so he's got he's got a lot of upside there. And then AJ Brown, Deontay Johnson are due for bounce back games, I think. So they don't have the best matchups, but you know I, I think that Matt's team should win pretty handily here. Yeah, this in my mind, this was a contender for the blowout of the week. Uh, but uh, we decided to go a different route anyway. Uh, yeah, Doug just uh, looks like he's yeah, like you said, he might maybe he plays Foreman, uh, maybe he plays Claypool, uh, but it's just it's not just. I mean, Matt's team is just a very good team, just that has been underperforming, uh, and it looks like healthy now. Gibson looks to be getting onto onto the scene, like you said with Mooney. Like, yeah, like I agree with all your points. Uh, don't really see a way that Doug uh, makes a run here. Maybe if Waller has a massive game and Fournette has one of those like three touchdown games, but just no other way to shake it here. Matt's going to get this win. He's got all the options, and uh, whatever team he puts out there should should get the the dib. Yeah, winner of this game, too, should be pretty firmly in the playoff picture. So really important one there. And like we said, we think it's going to go to Matt. So Matt, back in the playoffs after teetering on the edge there a couple weeks ago. Move on to another easy matchup to call. Not that much playoff implications, but uh, important for the bye. Sawyer Payton, Ben's team, going up against Nashville, USA, Big T. Uh, ben with a win would go to nine and two and like we talked about you know put himself in a good position to to get one of those first round buys in the playoffs and i think it's it's really fortunate for him to play tyler this week uh, he's got cooper cup on by which is huge for ben and he's dealing with some other you know uh, brady hasn't looked great in the past couple games um, dj moore hasn't looked great since the beginning of the season Jonathan Taylor's there, obviously, but he's got the Bills matchup. 
So he might have a, a lower output lead, but going up against Tyler, who is full on playing for the future. I mean, uh, we're going to call Ben the winner here. And I don't know, not much else to say. Yeah, it couldn't come in a better time for Ben to be playing T-Rex with Cup on by some of the iffy-ish matchups and some of his players um, not performing the best recently, but it's not going to make a difference. Uh, T, like, maybe gets himself into that 70-80 range this week. Uh, I like Cousins week in and week out. Seems to be pretty, pretty solid, uh, and DK as well, but that's really all you can say about T's team. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's all we got. Now on to the premier matchup of the week. Former Scheist Industry co-partners, former Loveless City co-owners, Sneak Inc. versus Back Inc. Do nothing, Kamish. <laughs> oh, did he just recently change his name? He did, yep. <laughs> oh, that's freaking great. Yes. Uh, the two old partners of many, many endeavors. Uh, but uh, this week, this year, Sneak Inc., uh, the soup face team just uh, is not much uh, uh, is not too dangerous, and so this one is the blowout of the week. This coming sneak blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Let's go. Brendan is gonna blow out sneak. Blow out sneak. Brendan's gonna blow out sneak and win. My and team win. is. I think my team is decent as it is. If I just get everybody to just have like 20 crazy 25 point blowups, which <laughs> come like once a year with these, with these players that I got on my team. And then Brendan, you know, he's going to probably get Chubb back against Detroit is amazing. Devonte again, Diggs, Pittman, Swift, Russell Wilson, McCaffrey. Like I can just go on and on and on. And his team is just going to trounce me. I'm uh, calling there to be at least 60 point difference here. Uh, and I don't have a defense this week. I uh, pr probably not going to get 25 points out of Henry and Kendrick Bourne again. So I lose. Yeah. But you know, that's what, that's what you're here to do. That's <laughs> what I'm here to do. Brendan just making a run. He'll be, if he does win, which we predict, he'll be on a three game win streak be at five and six and then again right back in that playoff hunt after we almost called him dead i don't, I don't think we officially did but we, we were right there we were close we were on the cusp and yeah his team's looking really good i mean mccaffrey is absolutely match approved it does not matter 10 catches last week like what the heck yeah holy smoke for like 30 crazy. points didn't even score a touchdown uh that's my old guy that's him but even, even without that, like, I mean, you went down the list. Brand's team is looking really good. Um, yeah, blow out of the week. I don't know. Blow out. Still some good trash talk, though, especially if, um, if we're looking at that afternoon game and Dak and Mahomes are lighting it up in, the, in their matchup, and then Russell Wilson kind of duds against Arizona. Maybe put a little fear into Brendan as those points climb for you. I don't know. Like, probably not. <laughs> That's the matchups this week. If you disagree and you're wrong, but let us hear about it. Let us know. Shink, let's do hopes and dopes. Yay, yay, hopes and dopes. 
I will start. And the theme for this week is tight ends. Oh, no. I love them. They're dumb, and I love them. <laughs> My hope is a random guy on the snowman's team, Big Dan Arnold. Ooh. He's been really good the past few weeks. I mean, like, good as in six receptions for, like, 50 yards. But that'll, that'll get it done at the tight end position. And in the Jags matchup against the 49ers, I expect them to be playing from behind uh, like they always do. So a little more throwing opportunities, a little more confidence from Trevor Lawrence to Dan Arnold. And I expect Dan Arnold to catch a touchdown this week. He's kind of due for one. So he's going to have a top like seven tight end week is my prediction. And Matt should play him over Jared Cook. Easy peasy. Yeah, I like that call. That's a fun call. He just got traded over there about a month or so ago. And that coming from behind, it should have some garbage time points. And uh, think about it, Matt. And my dope this week. Oh, it pains me to say it, but it's Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Can you believe it? Oh, my gosh. I mean, he's been pretty up and down all season. But this week is going to just be the absolute worst for him, I think. A short week, no, no one else around him, no Calvin Ridley, uh, Cordell Patterson probably not going to play. So he is the focus of the offense. And guess who they're playing? The Patriots, who notoriously take away your number one option on offense. So Belichick is just going to scheme Kyle Pitts completely out of this game. It's going to be sad. And Olamide Zacchaeus will have the best game of, of the Falcons, but it won't matter. And it's going to be rough. Mm, mm, mm. Man, that is such a great call. And I love to hear it. Now, for all of our listeners out there, the hopes and dopes, I make mine. Scum makes his. We don't tell each other way before the episode. So we're each surprised when we hear him when we're recording. So I promise you this wasn't planned. <laughs> oh, boy. I also went tight ends on my hopes and dopes. <laughs> I swear, dude, we are always on the same brain, brain wavelength here. All right, so I focused on the Ernie Gooch matchup. My hope this week is George Kittle. Now, I know in the past I've been a George Kittle denier. He's not going to be a top five tight end the rest of his career. That's holding correct still. But this week, after the last two weeks, have been coming back from injury, coming back from the bye, just getting better and better, doing George Kittle things against Jacksonville. I expect that streak to continue. And like I said earlier, that that's why Gooch is going to get the win. That tight end matchup is going to be pivotal. Kittle is going to have a monster game. So Kittle is my hope. And my dope is Kyle Pitts. Uh, of course it is. For all the reasons what, what you just said, and I just knew at, right when you went there, I knew this is exactly what was going to be happening. That's why I said it again in the, earlier in the episode. Pitts is not going to have a good game. The Falcons don't have anybody else. The Patriots are going to shut him down. It's going to be a huge reason why Ernie loses because the rest of Ernie's team, I don't like those receiver matchups, yada, yada, yada. Kyle Pitts, dope, dope this week, and it is just, Tight, it, it didn't. It, wasn't there just a tight end appreciation day or something this last? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. So they <laughs> so, were early, obviously. Now yeah. is the real tight end appreciation day. 
Oh my gosh, dude, that is freaking hilarious. Look at us. It's funny too. Our hopes are in the same game too. Dan Arnold, George Kittle. Dude, this is like the wildest like sync up we've had in a long time. Mind melt, baby. Oh, that's fun. Yep. So there, there you have it. Hopes and dopes. Lock it in. So those are locked. And now let's give them the lock of the week, betting wise, obviously, because scum and sneak at the Thursday night game wrong. But we pick the winners. And probably do this week. <laughs> what do you got? Oh, I'll I'll tee it up. Falcon, we've talked about it a lot already. Falcons, Patriots, Maddie Ice, Mackie Ice. No one on the Falcons. <laughs> Kinda no one on the Patriots. Oh, what a game. Yeah, this is gonna be an interesting one. Patriots are going to win uh 27 10. Mm. I got it as a big blow to Patriots win 28 to 3. Ooh, look at that. Man, that's call, fun. Little call back. Call back. Super Bowl. Well, that's the episode this week, guys. Week 11. Kind of a quick one, but like we said, we're we got stuff going on. We are prepping for the big Thanksgiving episode next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as always, we're here for you uh, to get your feedback, to get your hate. To get your love? Probably not. But we do want to hear from you. So hit us up and tell us your heart's desires. Let us know the desires of your hearts. We love you. We are here for you to judge and to tell you what to do at all times. Thank you to all of our loyal listeners, fans, and countrymen and friends. And uh, we will catch you on the flippity flop. Bye.